Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I'm a transformational leader and an instigator of joy. And I am so glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. Before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to share something, one of my favorite things to do I got to do yesterday, which is do a partner human design reading for business partners. It is amazing to dive in with people. It's more than a reading. It's it's coaching too. And to dive into people that work together and want to get the best from their partnership, where they want to lift the other person up and own their own strengths and see the magic the two of them create together. If you and your business partner are interested in a partner human design reading, you can book that at kelseyabbott.com slash human design. Now, We've got Amy White back again for her monthly reading of the energy of October. She channels the greater consciousness to share with us everything we need to know for this magical, wonderful, miraculous month. Remember, you are amazing. You are wonderful. You are a miracle. Go forth and be awesome. Welcome back, my friend. Hello, hello. Can you, I feel like we just like did last month's energy report and here we are again. And we're like, I feel that. And uh, I also feel like I haven't talked to you in ages. Well, you know, I told you I've been doing your plank you every month, your plank (laughs) you very much video like three or four times a week. So I feel like I get to play with you like all week long. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. That makes me so happy. (laughs) So happy. Yeah, it was perfectly timed, you know, especially with the energy that's been here just to really, there's something about focusing on your core that feels like it, it calls all of your energy back into your body. Mm-hmm. And I know I needed that, that shoring up, shoring up as I was riding the waves of this past month's energy. And I feel like just to jump into it, right. That the, the wave from the end of September is going to come sh- breaking into October. Mm, I almost said January. How weird is that? I almost (laughs) said January. Um, In a good way. But, you know, if you think about like boogie boarding the break of a wave, you know, when it starts to really get rolling, you are projectile, right? Propelled forward. And I feel like that's exactly where we are right now um, in huge ways. You know, good, bad, hard to tell. It's, it's, but it's going to be fast forward motion, fast forward motion. I feel that and the collective, you know, so there'll be lots of shifting and sorting and sifting that's going to happen for each one of us individually. And I also feel like on the planet as a whole, Mm -hmm. like this recalibration, but on steroids, (laughs) it's pretty crazy, you know, and I, when I feel into it. It feels like every, I mean, it feels like the last two years has been on steroids, but different aspects. Yeah. Like every week. Well, and I think just as what we were talking about with like the calling all of our energy back in to us, I feel like this is more of the, the whole body, whole body, mind and spirit propulsion, 
right? Mm. It's, it's really, we've been doing this step-by-step being invited to explore aspects of ourselves and aspects of ourselves over this year, particularly coming out of the real intensity of COVID, not that it's not, you know, intense for some still, but to, but to really, you know, sort of bring all of the, the pieces together and especially, and this is really what the greater consciousness wants to talk about today. It's the unclaimed parts of us, the unclaimed aspects of us that really, that's the invitation. And I think body, mind, and spirit, these unclaimed pieces are going to show up for us to acknowledge and show up for us to um, come into contact with in ways and shapes and forms that we haven't before, like really brand new way of exploring this part of our journey, journeys. When you say unclaimed, I go down two different rabbit holes. One is like stuff that you've been ignoring in a kind of negative way, like the stuff that you're like, no, I don't, I don't want to open that box. And then there's the, like not claiming your power. So which way do they mean? Well, it's both. It's this and, right? Any any aspect of ourselves that we're not claiming, you know, is sort of floating out in the ethers. And and the big invitation is to start to claim those things. Now, some of it's unconscious. You know, we don't really understand or know or 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 can come into contact right in this moment with those but when we're able to start to sort of broaden our scope and say, I know because we all do, there's not one single one of us on this planet today that doesn't have some unclaimed aspects of ourselves, but that, that as we come into acknowledgement of even that, right, open to the possibility that there are unclaimed aspects that are ready to be reclaimed you know, this is like reclamation October. It's, it's, <laughs> that was good. I like that. Um, <laughs> your listeners can't see me, but I'm always look, like the greater consciousness is always on the left side of me. And so I, I have to give them like kudos. I'm always looking up and left. Like that was, that was a good one. Um, but I think it's really, I think it's really important. And they want me to share actually. And, and I thought we were going to go down a different path, but and we'll see where this all goes, but they want me to share sort of an example of this, um, because it's something that's been happening within my personal journey. Um, a couple of weeks ago, when I was doing my twice monthly community call, they, the greater consciousness brought through this idea of judgment and looking at judgments around ourselves and the stories that we tell and what does the judgment voice sound like and all of that. And I would, and I think we're going to talk about that a little bit more as we get into this conversation today, because it's a big piece of reclaiming, right? The aspects of ourselves that are, are not quite integrated yet. But as I started to do my own processing around the information, the greater consciousness had shared with my community, I got this visual and it was so crazy. It was, and I still see her. So this very young aspect of myself, probably seven, eight years old, and she is feral, like feral. Her hair is a mess. She's got dirt on her face. Her clothes are ripped and stained. And she's almost like uh, primal, you know, nonverbal primal. 
And this is an aspect of myself I haven't ever come in contact with. I've talked a lot about, and I think we probably even talked about it here during the energy reports about this idea of coming into contact with sort of the wild, you know, sensual, female, feminine uh, uh, energies, because that was part of the invitation this year for all of us, even if, even if we are in ma- male bodies, mm-hmm. right? That's still the invitation to sort of come into contact with this really divine goddess feminine within us. But this was a very different, like talk about a shadow aspect. Um, and I realized right away, like, oh my goodness, I, I, I know this part of me. And yet I've, I haven't ever come in contact with her. And I think that's really, now it's going to be, it's going to look and feel different for all of us, but it's those kinds of things when we talk about reclaiming these, um, you know, these parts of us, these aspects of us that um, we haven't yet claimed. It is sometimes in that space of like things that are in our blind spot, you know? And one of the things I really realized with her um, is that I didn't have to fix her. I didn't have to, you know, my, my first, like my, my mama, right. My mama instinct was, oh my gosh, I just want to go pick her up and put her in the tub and wash her off and put her in clean clothes and give her a good meal. And, you know, all of the things that my, my projection, my judgment self was thinking she needed, but I realized right away, oh, she doesn't need fixing. Like, this is just, I want her to be like in that authentic space of who she is. Right. And, and, you know, it sounds a little funny for people who don't work in the space of like multidimensional aspects of ourselves, but you know, the way the greater consciousness talks about it sort of as an outside of us aspect, it just helps our brain to sort of process what they're talking about. We can go into the, Oh, we're all one and it's all connected realm, but that doesn't really help us to sort and sift. So she's an aspect of me that I'm kind of seeing externally in a way. Um, But I also know that there's an integration that's going to come because what I found with her and what, what came to me was, you know, when there's a stray animal and you want to like coax it, build trust with it and coax it. And, and that's, it's kind of the same thing. Like I leave her a little bowl of food, you know, and some water And then I leave and she gets to choose like what she feels comfortable with. And then slowly, slowly, I see us, you know, coming together. But the other really interesting thing about her is that as I've been playing with this, this is that she, she holds my anger, like my deep anger. She holds my rage. She holds the anger and the rage that I can't tap into in my current experience and and to watch when things happen and how she reacts to it and how she can hold space safely for that anger and rage it's so it's so amazing right and this is an aspect of myself i i i never even knew about right and i want her to stay wild and feral i don't want to fix anything about her and I think there, that's really sort of this invitation. So I'm sharing this because, and the greater consciousness wanted me to share this because this is, this is the, 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 the process this month. The ground is so fertile for us to start to explore 
what are the aspects of ourselves that we're denying, you know, and if we don't know, how do we find them? And I think, as I was saying a few minutes ago, that idea of looking at judgment and the judgment voice and the critic voice is the gateway to starting to see unclaimed parts of ourselves because the judgment voice, the critic voice, that those, those things that we tell ourselves over and over again is the space where a lot of that gets buried. Because, and I think we've talked about this before, but the judgment voice tends to come in, in our own voice. And if we're not paying attention, it is, uh, if we're not paying attention, it, it's so unconscious that we just accept and believe the stories that we're telling ourselves. And, and so that's when the greater consciousness talks about like the fertile ground that's here right now, it is fertile for this exploration of the judgment of these unclaimed aspects. And again, not for the purpose of trying to fix it, to fit these parts of ourselves into the box that we've, many of us have created, all of us. I mean, you know, we'll just call it that in some way, shape or form but to accept these parts of ourselves, these stories, these untrue stories, accept and acknowledge so that we have space to process and filter what is ours, what is really our truth, what is not our truth. Mm -hmm. Isn't that powerful? Yeah. And that, so I was telling you before we started recording that right now we're all in gate 18, which is about knowing that we are our own authority and other people are their own authority. What can come up there is also forgetting that you are your own authority Mm -hmm. and putting other people on pedestals and other people's beliefs on pedestals and thinking that other people's beliefs and judgments, basically turning them on yourself. Yeah. So it's about the discernment. Wait a second the way I'm beating myself up right now, like maybe it's around your physical body or, mm-hmm. or whatever it may be, the, the way I'm doing that, is that actually based on my beliefs and my truth? Or yeah. is that me just repeating what I hear the society say? Yeah. Or what I've been conditioned to believe or mm-hmm. the stories of others that were handed to me as a child, you know, in a, in a really nice, neat package that made sense with, you know, with our child, child brains, right. Mm-hmm. Without the, without having the benefit of the adult, adult wisdom mm-hmm. that has some points of reference, we get handed these packages, all of us, every single one of us. Yeah. And, and so this time and space is to really start to clear through that and not, and again, it's, it's, it's all about setting the intention to see it, you know? And I did this practice after the greater consciousness kind of brought the story through a couple of weeks ago about, about the judgment aspect. And all of a sudden it was like in moments, even mundane things, I would catch the judgment voice and it was so harsh. And I was like, Oh, wow that's not my truth. And because really talking about like personal authority, our inner being never speaks to us harshly. There's no judgment, no matter what we're doing, no matter what we deem 
the goodness or the badness or the rightness or the wrongness of what we're doing in moment to moment. It is, it is the inner, our inner being is such pure, positive love that when it brings through information that we need, it always comes from a nurturing, loving place. So if what you're hearing isn't nurturing and isn't loving, it's not your soul. It is not your soul. And I think discernment, that's like the big discernment for each of us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, once you see it, you can't unsee it, right. you know, because my, you know, my critic catches my reflection in the mirror and is like, oh my God, look at that hair today or, you know, whatever it is, you know, and my, and my inner being is like, baby, you are beautiful hair up, hair down, makeup Mm -hmm. on, makeup off, you know, no matter how you feel about your body, mind or spirit. And, and that's the, it's really the point where we start to go, Oh, Oh. And then, and this is big for a lot of us to really kind of capture how often this critic voice is showing up, this judgment voice is showing up and what we do with it, you know, I think I, I, I can't, um, the way that the greater consciousness is making me feel is that there isn't a better time to do this exploration than right now, because the energy here on the planet is so supportive of it. The other piece that they've been really clear about, and this is important, this is an important tipping point, I think, for October through the end of this year, is that we're being invited piece by piece this year to look at all of the elements of the foundations that we have built for ourselves. And many of us have looked at these foundations and seen that there's a lot of crumbled block pavers, whatever, cinder block. The greater consciousness is saying, this is the time to build our foundation strong and sustainable, brick by brick by brick, replace the broken bricks, get rid of what's not needed, because as we move through the rest of this year and into the years to come, the ease and grace and space that is created by having these foundations will make our life experience that much more fulfilling, but also that, that much more in flow, you know, and it's not to say that there won't be speed humps because there always is, this is light. This is the life, right? It's how we crust those speed humps that really make the difference for us. And this is the, and and really the tipping point here is it's time, you know, the time is now to really shore up our foundations. And how do we do that? we acknowledge where we're letting this judgment voice, critic voice rule the day, you know, not listening to our inner wisdom and reclaiming those parts of us that have bought into the stories of, of what we've been telling ourselves for many, many years. So this brings us back to focusing on the core, focusing on the physical body, bringing it back to the core calling. It's like calling all of your energy all forms of energy back into the center of your being into like who you really truly are. And then from the center of your core, letting it go out. Yeah. Have you ever tried? No, I have not. Have you ever tried, but have you recently tried crawling? 
like crawling like a baby, mm-hmm. right, right hand, left knee go forward at the same time, left hand, right knee go forward at the same time and maintaining that crawling pattern. It's mm-hmm. amazing to me how out of practice most of us are it's with so that motion true. and how much we have to like mentally think our way through that rebuilding that pattern, that pattern that is our natural and our mm-hmm. like first form of movement yeah. it's calling us back. I just like feel this, like pulling our light back into us. Yeah, absolutely. And not for the purpose of dimming it, No, you know, for the purpose no. of claiming it so Making that we can, yeah. So we can then step out into the world in a, a brighter, ex- more expansive version of ourselves, of, of the selves we're being called to, to show up as, you know, and you use personal authority and the greater consciousness has been talking really in the last 18 months about this idea of personal responsibility. Same, same, I believe Mm -hmm. in that they're, they're saying, you know, going inward, tapping into our truths, understand, like getting really clear about what our truths are, regardless, regardless of what we're being shown or told or what's being projected on us but get clear about our truths and then move through the world from the space of our truth. Yeah. You know, that is, I mean, then they, the greater consciousness said this from the very beginning of the pandemic, this is not only the way forward, it is the way. Yes. And this is in human design. Human design uses the term authority, like whether you have emotional authority or sacral authority or splenic authority, there are many different possibilities. You and I both have the same emotional authority Mm. and it's, bring yourself back. You have authority over you and how you show up in the world and how you interact with the world and how you see the world. Use that magic power for us. We're connected directly to the divine. Yeah, completely. But, and, and I want to honor the fact that many, many of us have been brought up with a story that says, you know, you, you, you do give your power to the experts, right? Mm-hmm. Because that they're the experts. How can you know more than the experts? And, and this really, this was a big lesson for me back about 10 years ago now when my son went through his mental health crisis. And I may have shared this story with you before, but I was sitting in these treatment team meetings when my, when my son was in the hospital and I'm listening to the doctors and the experts, you know, talk about my son. And, and I'm like, it didn't feel right. You know what they were saying? It didn't feel right. And I remember one day driving to the hospital, getting ready for one of these meetings. And I just, my guide said to me, you know, yeah, the doctor has MD after his name, but you have MOM. Like you are the expert of your child. Nobody knows your child better than, you know, better than you do. And it's kind of like, you know, knock off this crap and step up to the table with your authority and be part of the team as an equal. Claim your power back, take your power back. Don't give it away when you know, when your soul is like, uh-uh, baby, uh-uh. Not, not, not in alignment. And, and, and we, but we tend to, as humans, you know, fall back on those programmed, conditioned beliefs that we have about how experts are the authorities. Right. And so, I think um, that goes back to like kindergarten, listen to your oh, teachers. 
Yes. You do what your teachers say. Yeah. And don't question, don't question authority, right? Don't talk back to your elders, you know, put people of age or, or role or, you know, degree on a pedestal above you because, well, clearly they've, they've gone further than you or they know more than you. And it's, it's such a, it's such a societal construct that works against us. And it keeps us from being able to reach out and reclaim those parts of us to call those aspects back in. I think that one of the, I think one of the things that is part of what we're being invited to do this month and beyond is really understand like, where are my stories? What, what, you know, like you, perhaps this, this giving a power to an authority isn't, isn't something that falls within your space, but I'm because I can feel like I'm feeling into the audience that's listening. I would say if you feel resistance to this conversation, there's something under the surface that can be explored. Right. And maybe that's the gateway to some of these unclaimed parts of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're also, and this is really the greater consciousness wants to put an emphasis on this that we really are all in some ways, shapes, or forms trained to believe that those parts of us that we don't like so much, we're really supposed to just put in a closet, lock the door and leave them there. But, and we, I know we've had this conversation before when you're denying any aspect of yourself, then you're not in wholeness. You're not in that. And it makes it harder to come into that center point to, to connect with your inner wisdom, with that divine being, you know, that is you that resides within you. And so yeah, you gotta, as it feels safe, as it feels, as you feel inspired, you know, we're being invited to start to unlock some of those doors. And at some point we're somebody's going to open that closet and yeah. things are going to fall out and bop them on the head. So do you yeah. want it to be like yeah. you or do you want it to be your kids when they're cleaning out your house? Yeah. Well, and it's so true. I mean, I had a, a spiritual teacher years ago and she would say, you know, we all have free will. You can do this now, or you can do this later, but you're going to do this, yeah. you know, and it might feel hard. You know, often it's the anticipation of the action that's harder than the action itself, because when you can meet these aspects of yourself with love and kindness, it actually isn't scary. It's very comforting because you recognize just like I did with this feral little girl, like, oh my gosh, I know her. Like I knew her the moment she showed up in my experience, you know, and yet, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. And I know, I mean, in all vulnerability, right. That, that ability to connect to anger and rage is something that's been a, a, a challenge for me on my path all these years. And I didn't, you know, and I was afraid of it because I had seen in my own family of origin, the way that anger and rage would just take over the entire experience. And so it was scary for me to, to think about connecting into my own anger and rage. And yet here it is showing up in a way that I'm like, oh, this is so good you know, and she can hold that anger and rage and, and, and express it. I can express it through her as we're beginning to integrate, integrate, integrate. And then as the integration happens, 
then it's a healthy way that I'm learning to bring this aspect of me in. And you know what I mean? Does it feel safer for that seven-year-old Amy to hold on to the anger and express the anger rather than the adult? She is super safe. She, there's no, um, she has no qualms at all about it, you know, and it is, it is much safer for her to do it than me, you know, but I had, you know, again, making it about my story for a minute, but I had not really been able to connect into that, that this way ever before, Mm -hmm. you know, and to be the observer of it, like I said, something happened the other day and she was just standing in the corner, having a tantrum and angry and like throwing things. And I just was watching it and I'm like, oh my God, that's so good. Like, it's so good. Right. Cause I could feel like I was feeling it, but not, but she was expressing it. And that was a safe way to be for now. Mm-hmm. But I know that, you know, the part of this invitation for me, and as we're, as we meet, each one of us meets our unclaimed parts to start to slowly, slowly form that trust, trusting relationship with that part of us and not want to change it, not want to make it different, but just bring them into the fold to the dinner party. We've talked about that before, right? Everybody around the table. Well, I just added another seat and another setting because there's another aspect that wants to be part of it. Yeah. It's welcome to the party. That's one of my, that's one of my go-to meditations is welcome to the party. Everything, everything is welcome. Yeah. And sometimes I'm kind of faking it that things are welcome. Yeah. And I'm noticing that I'm faking. Well, and and I think that, you know, it's interesting if you've ever hosted a large dinner party, usually there's somebody that shows up, you know, that you're like, you know, not your favorite, not your favorite energy to have at the dinner party, but overall the party is usually a lot of fun, you know? And I think it's that same mentality. It's like, okay, so there's something here that I'm not super comfortable with, but you know, if I'm making them stand outside in the cold, then there's an aspect of me that's standing outside in the cold, you know? And then I can't feel that fullness, that full aliveness of who I am. And I, I mean, just even as we're talking today, I'm getting more and more information on this feral, you know, young girl aspect of me. I mean, she is such a big part of who I am that, um, you know, I, it's just really, I'm just really like scratching the surface of what this is. And I'm also excited to see like who, what else shows up, who else mm-hmm. shows up, how do they show up? Because it feels like a huge invitation to be like, all right. Now this, I got this, what's next, you know, let's bring in the next thing. And that reminds me, I want to clarify what you're saying is like these aspects of yourself, these things that we have a tendency to put in the closet, they're just going to show up. The greater consciousness isn't saying like, go dig through that closet and pull it all out and deal with your stuff. No, it's saying like things are going to pop up. And when you, when they pop up, welcome them. Yeah. And see what they have to say. Yeah. And the only thing exactly. And the only thing the greater consciousness is saying is that, you know, it's setting the intention to start to become more aware of these things is all that, all that any of us need to do. 
you know, it isn't about, you're right. It isn't about unpacking all of the boxes and opening all of the doors, but if we're open to it, the doors and packages will show up and they'll just show up. And then each time we get it, we get the opportunity to decide what we're going to do. But now when you set the intention and this is the, you know, kind of the paradox, but it's also the, to me, the awesome part of setting intentions is that when you set the intention and it shows up, you can't not see it. Right. And then when you, and then, and then you have to make a choice consciously, you can still choose not today, not today. I'm not ready, but you can't do it unconsciously because you've set the intention to be aware of it. I love how the greater consciousness, like again and again, isn't like you need to buckle down and do the work and deal with this. It's like ease. It's all about ease. Yeah. Yeah. And there, and you know, one of the big messages too, is that this is going to look different for everyone. Right. And so how it shows up for you may be different than how it shows up for me, maybe different than how it shows up for, you know, each one of your listeners, but it's really not about the how it's, it's, it's really about the openness to it showing up, mm-hmm. you know, and again, you can do it now, or you can do it later, but you're going to do it because these things only grow bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, and, and I always sort of liken that to, if that is the case, that means that it, it may feel harder and harder and harder as time goes by. And, and, and also in the greater consciousness kind of is saying this tongue in cheek, they're saying, this is why a lot of people choose to remain unconscious. Mm-hmm. You know, there is what, um, uh, there's bliss and ignorance, right? Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> I mean, there's a truth, there's truth there, you know, but that's not why we're here. We're, we're, we're here for this expansion. And, and back to your authority, you know, description, how better to, to be in it, to, but to be the co-creator of the experience. It's not happening to us. You know, we can, we can be part of it, part of the opening, part of the exploration instead of waiting for it to happen to us. The image I just was shown is, um, I don't know if you remember those old school sleds that were like a strip of plastic where they had handles on the front and you just like cheapest sled ever. And And they roll up, they roll roll up and they go wicked fast. Yeah. yeah, So I just thought like, you know, when you sit on one, if there's any sort of incline, you are going down that hill. And I just felt it as like, it's a, Oh, here we go. But it's consciously knowing here we go. It's not being like pushed off and it's not falling down. It's like, woohoo. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, we got on the slide. Launching yourself, but yeah, you just yeah. let yourself roll. And that's the energy, just like that that boogie board in the you know breaking surf, right? That's the energy right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we have to find ourselves on the boogie board or on the sled, and and we can choose not to. Well, the greater consciousness is saying, and it's funny because they don't say this very often. It's, I'm just asking for the best way to say this. They're saying. If we are in resistance to forward momentum, especially in this month to come, it will feel like a very bumpy ride for many of us. 
you know, and that's, that's, you know, they're not making like, they're not portending the future as much as they're saying, this is really it. You know, you ride the, you ride the wave or you try to try to swim into it. And it's, it's the same wave. You get to choose how you want to go about it, you know, and if you swim into the wave as it's breaking, it's going to feel more challenging than being on the board on the wave projecting towards the shore. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. You can get pummeled when you try and swim into a breaking wave. You sure can. You sure can. But again, it's we're we're making conscious decisions here, y'all. We're mm-hmm. making conscious decisions. You know, even if we don't know it, which is also interesting. You know, ignorance may be bliss, but there really it really it, there isn't ignorance in that way. You know, even if we don't know, we do know at some level. So it's not choosing. so much ignorance, it's ignoring. It's ignoring. It's ignoring. Which I'm just realizing that those words probably come from the same root. I would imagine. <laughs> I would imagine. Now, here's the other thing, too. This is about, this is about uh, kindness, loving kindness towards ourselves. So it, this isn't about putting ourselves in unsafe or unhealthy or unsupported situations while we're doing this. And the greater consciousness wants to be really clear about this. It's not, don't rip the bandaid off every scab or every wound, you know, let yourself be led to those places that you are already in alignment with being able to come into contact with. And as you come into contact with one aspect, the next will show up and the next will show up and the next will show up as you're ready. You said it so beautifully, like this isn't a forced thing. You know, we can cause ourselves more um, consternation and more um, feeling of challenge or struggle when we're just trying to bowl in a china shop through these things. This is a lifelong journey, but it's really, it's really sort of, you know, the, I don't know, the switch is flipping on sort of this next level invitation for us to start this place as beginners, right? As beginners, start figuring out, sorting and sifting. And when they say figuring out, it's not a mind thing, right? It's really felt sense. It's feeling into it. What do I feel called to explore? What do I feel is showing up for me? What are areas that I feel like, because I've been getting the knock on my, on my door, right? My knock on my soul says, you know, you're ready to start to explore some of these stories that aren't your truth. You're ready. So when we listen, when we can tune in and listen, it it shows up. Yeah. I'm feeling like it's just going to be epiphany after epiphany after epiphany, if we allow. If we allow. Mm -hmm. And once we see those things, in my experience, it's, oh, oh, look at this. Huh. Uh Okay. Shine a light on it and there's nothing more you need to do. Nothing more. And it's really, and, and this is, you know, going back to the idea of reclaiming aspects of ourselves, these aspects really just want acknowledgement. You know, it was like this feral girl. I don't have to fix her. Just needed to acknowledge that she's part of, of me, you know, and then see how over time as this, as this trust relationship builds, where where there's integration, where there's things that I can use from her that she knows that she can, she's already mastered, 
that help me to be a fuller whole, you know, whole self, whole capital truth, capital T truth self. That's, that's where this invitation is. This is, this is going to allow you to connect on such a deeper level. Already has. So much magic. It's so good. I can see it in your chart. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. You know, what's really cool about this whole thing. And I know I've talked about my grandmother before with you all, but, um, when my grandmother, uh, passed away years ago, she really, she was the one that came back through the veil and helped me to embrace and embody this work and these, these gifts for lack of a better way to say it. And so I was driving down the freeway the other day and I noticed, I realized that this, you know, young feral girl was in the car with me and she was on my grandmother's lap. And so it was also this like, oh my gosh, she has this relationship with my grandmother, you know, And my grandmother is helping to be that grounding point for this exploration of a deeper relationship, this integration. So it's very cool to just also be the observer of how things are unfolding, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's what many, like you said, epiphany after epiphany, you know, and then allowing the story to show itself little by little by little. You know, I could have just been like, oh, there's feral girl. Cool. Uh, You know, but, but that's, you know, the invitation has been like, no, let's let it hang out. Let's see what happens. Let's see. Oh, you two know each other. Of course you do. Of course you do. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) oh yeah, that makes sense. You know? Yeah. And grandma's a big, she, I call her my, um, uh, operations director. Mm. (laughs) She's in there, you know, helping to line certain things up for me exactly when I'm ready. And we all have that, you know, Mm -hmm. with our own inner wisdom, with our, with our soul guides, you know, and all of the realms of energy beings that are around us at all times. And it's just being open to the possibility that we have this support and that we set the intention for it, that things start to show up and they will. They will. They will. And they are. (laughs) Always. Um, I'm just going to share this because it's coming in so strongly. What was your, um, your great Dan's name? Luke? Luke. I, he he wants acknowledgement on the operations director. Oh, yeah. He's like, I do too. <laughs> he does. He does. And he's been coming through with Quinn every time. Mm-hmm. Like they are just, it's amazing. It's so magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luke, Luke was my soul dog. Like in ways I've never had a relationship with any being before. Yeah. yeah. He is. He's there. Yeah. He just he just wants some acknowledgement. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm gonna lean into him a little bit more. He needs to sniff out some things for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Put him on the case. That's right. He'll be like, um McGruff. McGruff? McGruff? Like the yeah. You know yeah, what I'm talking so. about? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yep. <laughs> I think so. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank Luke. He's adorable. 
Mm-hmm. And huge. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Amy. My man. Mm-hmm. Are we done here? Does the greater consciousness have more know. to share? They're like, oh. um, no, they, they, they've said it. They've said all of it, you know, and it's really, I think there's something that's really important. And I might've said this um, last month too, <clears throat> but to really listen to this a couple of times because it's, it's deep and wide, you know, but it's also the magic that's here for us, for the pieces that each one of us can integrate now and in the seeds that are planted from the things that we can't integrate now, it's really big. I mean, it's it, the way that they're making me feel is that just even by listening to this podcast and hearing the messages that have come through from both of us today, it's life changing. I mean, and really, they don't use those terms lightly, you know, but this is really sort of that tipping point for many of us on our journeys and whether it happens in October or, you know, happens as the year progresses, it's, it's here. It's here. Yeah. And that a tipping point is such a good word. Cause that brings us back to the wave. It brings us back to the top of the snowy Hill. There yeah. is that tipping point where you're flying. Absolutely. Mm. I love this so much. I do too. This is so (laughs) fun. I always look forward to this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Me too. Me too. Mm, And thank you to the greater consciousness. Mm. Of course. Thank you to Luke. And thank What's your grandma's name? Gemma. Thank you, Gemma. Yeah. We always call her Nana. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Nana. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and... If people have forgotten or they just need the reminder or they're new here, perhaps, and this is their first hit of Amy White. Well, there's a lot of other find your awesome episodes you can listen to. Where can they find you in? I was going to say the real world, but the, the real virtual world. real world, the internet, <laughs> in, the, in the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, my website is uh, amywhite.co. And I'm also on Instagram, MZ Amy White, Ms. Amy White. And I'm on Facebook, Amy White Medium. But my, but my website's really there to be sort of the all the aspects of the work that I do in one place. So feel free to uh, look around. I answer DMs uh, through Instagram, Facebook, and uh, the contact form on my website. So please feel free to reach out if you have any questions. I'm, uh, I, I, it takes me a little bit of time sometimes to get back, but I do, I do respond, uh, to every message, uh, personally. <laughs> you get a real person. Uh, you, you get a real person. <laughs> you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Thank you once again. I adore you. Uh, back at you. Back at you. Mm. Thank you so much for listening. If you got the magic out of that conversation, please share it with everyone you know or just your best friends. And if you are inspired to do so, 
I would really appreciate it if you would please come over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a review on the Find Your Awesome Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to learn more about how you can work with me, go to KelseyAbbott.com. I love you. You're a miracle. Go forth and be awesome.